is up, everybody? My name is Jack Quinn, and welcome to the Daily Jackhole. We've got a very fun-filled episode today. We're going to be talking about the Daytona 500 and the other two main races for Speed Weeks for the start of the NASCAR season between the Xfinity Series, the Truck Series, and the Cup Series. We're also going to be talking about the NHL and some major trades and news that has happened within the last couple of days. So, before we get started, let's just go on in, I guess. I don't know. So, NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series had their first career race of the season at Daytona uh, for the next era, 250. Uh, Grant Enfinger ended up winning that race in an action-packed race. Uh, you had Ty Majeski go upside down uh, and slide down the racetrack in turns one. You also had a big one that started between contact between Johnny Sauter and Ben Rhodes, uh, ultimately setting off the big one. And and we thought that Grant Enfinger had the win intact. We thought he had it from the get-go. But coming out of four, Jordan Anderson gives it a big has a big run and ultimately gives Grant Enfinger a run for his money. He ultimately comes up seven uh, thousandths of a second short uh, of getting his first career win. And Jordan Anderson gets the second place finish, uh, which is the best finish of his uh, young career. Another notable finish within the top five is Natalie Decker, the highest placed female driver in NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series, finishes fifth in her second career uh, Daytona five uh, Daytona race. Uh, as you may remember, last year she ran over something in lap one, and that basically blew up her truck caught it on fire, and ultimately ended her day done early last year. Now we move on to the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Noah Gregson won an action-packed Xfinity race. This Xfinity race was a lot more action-packed than last year's Xfinity race, where there was only three cautions, two for the stage breaks, and one for incident. Michael Annette ended up winning that race last year. This year, it's another junior motorsports driver, and it is the seventh Different driver who has won, and it is the seventh race in a row that Junior Motorsports has won a race. And it's the seventh driver in a row between in within the organization to win the very first race at Daytona. So obviously, JRM has something going on uh, within their shop that makes them so good at the restrictor plates. But hey, it's Junior Motorsports. What do you expect? It's Dale freaking Jr. who runs the team. But anyway, Noah Gregson wins the race. Couple big ones started off. Uh, Riley Herbst in his first ever uh, Daytona race full time uh, gets loose off a of three and ultimately creates the big one. Justin Allgaier ran into some trouble after he couldn't avoid an accident with Jeremy Clements and uh, Joey Gase. And then the last and final big one before the end of the race uh, was set off between Jeb Burton and Austin Sindrick. Uh, those two made contact after a late block by Chase Briscoe ultimately set off the accident um, and collected a lot of other hopefuls that we thought were going to win. Um, I believe Ray Black Jr. was involved in that. Myatt Snyder was involved in it as well uh, in the 21. So some big names that were taken out that we thought had a shot early on in the race. Then Noah Gregson takes the lead on the back straightaway and has a pretty convincing lead when Michael Annette gets turned on the last lap on the back straightaway. And Caution comes out, and Noah Gregson won. 
Either way, if the caution hadn't come out, I believe Noah Gregson would have won because he had a massive lead over second place of Harrison Burton. So either way, I believe that Noah Gregson would have won. Then on to the Cup Series. Daytona 500, the first Daytona 500 with the brand new Aero package uh, that was initiated last year. This Daytona 500 was absolutely incredible. Donald J. Trump, the President of the United States, flies in on Air Force One to give the command to fire engines in the great American race of the 60-second running of the Daytona 500. We run the first 20 laps, all led by Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in the number 47 JTT Jordy uh, Chevrolet, before Mother Nature came and ran on our parade, ultimately postponing the rest of the race on Monday. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. led no time, and it was Ryan Newman and Brad Kozlowski to lead us to the restart once the race got started back up on Monday. Then, Ricky Stenhouse wasted no time becoming his usual self, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. He and William Byron create contact, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. ends up turning the 24 of William Byron hard into the inside wall, ultimately ending William Byron's Daytona 500 run over. Then, later on in the race, Chase Elliott wins stage number one, the first stage uh, win for Andrew Motorsports of the year, and the first stage completed in NASCAR for this year, and the first stage win of the decade. Stage two happens, a uh, minor incident between Quinn Hauf and BJ McLeod. Uh, but that was the only other caution in that one. And Denny Hamlin goes on to win stage two. Third and final stage. Pretty, pretty calm and accent-wise until 15 laps to go when Joey Logano was absolutely laying on the back bumper of Eric Amarola. Eric Amarola and Joey Logano had a huge run. Brad Kislowski was up there, but it was just, it was too much of a push for them. And Kislowski and Amarola ended up getting turned. Uh, Chase Elliott stuck through. Uh, Alex Bowman was unlucky as Amarola came right in front of him. Joey Logano snaked on through. I mean, there was a lot. I mean, right before that, Kyle Busch blew up his engine and ended up getting off the track without incident. Uh, but a lot of hopefuls that we thought were going to win. Jimmy Johnson, Alex Bowman, Matt Benedetto, Kurt Busch, Martin Truex, Barack Kislowski, Al Marola. A lot of hopefuls that we thought were going to win were end up taken out in this crash. Then the second big one happens. Ross Chastain had a big run on the inside line, and Ryan Priest came down way too late, and Priest nearly gets turned by the 77, but ultimately Priest ends up turning the 77 into Logano, collects others, and ultimately ending their Daytona 500 run. We get, under, we get back up for NASCAR overtime, where Michael McDowell and Clint Boyer make contact, and slide through the infield grass right when the green flag waved, bringing out another caution and another overtime attempt. Denny Hamlin takes the lead on the second overtime attempt and leads to the white flag, where Ryan Blaney and Ryan Newman teamed up, and Ryan Newman got pushed to the lead by Ryan Blaney going into turn three on the final lap. Then Denny Hamlin slots in behind the 12 and pushes him to the top of the lane coming out of four. At this point, we all thought that Ryan Newman was going to win his second Daytona 500. 
But Denny Hamlin gave too much of an aggressive push to Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney got loose and carried the momentum down to the bottom of the racetrack, where he tried to help Newman and push him forward, but it ultimately was too big of a push for Newman's car to handle, ultimately turning Newman around hard into the outside wall, flipping the car over, landing back on its roof, where he got hit at 200-plus miles an hour by the 32 of Corey LaJoy in the driver's window. Ryan Newman then went up into the air 10-15 feet before slamming back down on his roof and sliding down the front straightaway upside down. All while, while this was happening, the second closest Daytona 500 in history was completed. Denny Hamlin beating Ryan Blaney by three one-thousandths of a second. The second closest Daytona 500. But obviously, we were more concerned about Ryan Newman. Ryan Newman was cut out of his vehicle and transported to a local uh, hospital, later known as Halifax Medical Center, same hospital that Dale Earnhardt Sr. was put in after his 2001 accident. Uh, an hour, hour and a half, close to two hours later, Steve O'Donnell and NASCAR make a press conference uh, stating that Ryan Newman is in serious condition with non-life-threatening injuries. At that point... I believe everybody took a sigh of relief. They were still worried, but took a sigh of relief. Because when that when Steve O'Donnell came in, everyone was fearing for the worst that Ryan Newman had passed. But no, uh, Ryan Newman was transported and is okay in serious condition and is okay. Uh, then the next day, Tuesday, we find out that he is awake, alert, and talking to not only the doctors in the room, but to his family and whoever else was in the room. So again, more good news that Ryan Newman is recovering. Then yesterday, yesterday afternoon, we find out that Ryan Newman has been checked and released from Halifax Medical Center and is walking out of the hospital with his two daughters in hand. What? We all thought that this dude was going to die. We thought he was going to be severely paralyzed. We thought he was going to be done for the rest of the year and for the rest of his career. But no, he's fine. He's walking out okay with his two daughters. Unfortunately, Ryan Newman isn't going to be racing next or this weekend in Las Vegas for the Pennzoil 400. Ross Chastain will be taking over to the six for that weekend. Uh, further news on Ryan Newman will be updated on Tuesday to see if he's going to be racing uh, Auto Club. Um, but my God, we all thought that this dude was going to die. And he's just out here like nothing happened. Uh, so obviously great news for Ryan Newman, great news for the NASCAR community. Everybody was out there. Ryan Newman did come out and say that he is thankful for all the support and love from the NASCAR community and fan base. Now on to the NHL. Big trade news as the trade deadline is coming up. The New Jersey Devils make a couple big trades. They trade Blake Coleman to the Tampa Bay Lightning to get a draft pick and a prospect. Um, the Sharks trade defenseman Brendan Dillon to the Capitals to get a second and third round pick for the 2021 uh, season draft. The LA Kings trade Alex Martinez to the Vegas Golden Knights for a couple of draft picks. So a couple big names. As you may know, Brendan Dillon has been on the Sharks for pretty much his entire career. Uh, he has one goal this year with the Sharks organization. 
and he is now going to the uh, Capitals, who are a cup-contending team this year, while the Sharks are down in the bottom of the league and in the bottom of the Western Conference. Uh, the New Jersey Devils are making quite a few trades, are making some big trades to help them with the rest of this season, because right now, this year has not worked out for them. After getting the number one draft pick in Jack or Quinn Hughes, and as well as getting Wayne Simmons and P.K. Subban, they're just not living up to the hype that we thought they were going to have at the beginning of the year. Tampa Bay Lightning ultimately did kind of benefited from this with uh, Blake Coleman, uh, as Blake Coleman has been one of the star players for the New Jersey Devils in the last uh, recent years. So the Tampa Bay Lightning get something pretty good out of this, and the Devils are currently in the rebuilding phase. Um, the Ottawa Senators have the first overall draft pick, uh, as that was um, a part of the Carlson deal to the San Jose Sharks. So the Sharks are again without a first-round draft pick. Um, Alex Martinez, who was on the LA Kings, as you may know, scored the game-winning goal in 2014 against the New York Rangers in the Stanley Cup Final um, to help the Kings win the Stanley Cup at home. Uh, so a big day and a big loss for the Knights and for the Kings. Um, so yeah, some more trade deadline, some more trades coming up within the next couple of hours, maybe in the next few days, as the trade as the trade deadline is coming up soon on the twenty fourth. Uh, that is unfortunately all the time that I have for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, listening. Uh, for those of you on YouTube who are watching this. Thank you guys so much for uh, watching. Uh, and as always, I will see you uh, next week. Hopefully I'll have my co-host Jaden with me. Um, so it'll be a little easier and we can last it out a little longer. I'm sorry it's not as long as you would like. But that's unfortunately all the time that I have. So thank you guys so much for watching. And as always, I will see you guys in the very next episode. See ya!